Hagutin Ere Shabbos, we're about to begin by Ezra Hashem, Shir number 63 in the Shiurim of the Svarim of Rav Zelik Pliskin. We are holding in the Sefer on Serenity. The first one was on kindness. Now we're on the, in Serenity about Menuchas Hanefesh, peace of mind. And today we're going to talk about how you could be Mashpia Serenity to others because Serenity is indeed contagious. When you're in the presence with, of somebody who is calm, inherently calm, it makes you feel calm. Emotional energy is contagious, but people think it's just with fiery emotions. Like when you're angry or bitter, you'll cause distress to others that are nearby. Or if you show tremendous simcha and enthusiasm, you'll make others around you also feel happier. All that is true, but it's not just the fiery emotions that work that way. But even the calm emotions, like being a certain inner simcha of a menuchas hanefesh, you're with those people, then you have a certain hana being with them. There is a certain positive energy that affects your own positive energy when you are with them. And I, I must say that, Baruch Hashem, I was like to experience that whenever I was in the room when Rav Pam was giving his shir. I, I noticed it by Rav Pam, Zeich and by Rav Miller Zeich HaTzadlik even by Rav when you're around them nearby, besides the Indian of the Kedusha and the Kavarat Taira, and those type of Inyanim, of course, the Ashba of Taira that they have, and their Kedusha, and their Amuna that surrounds every word they say, you also experience, I mentioned three people, but you see it, everyone could find people like that. With They had a certain Menuchas nefesh, a certain inner peace of mind, that when you're in their circle, you had a certain calmness, a certain peacefulness. And so it's important, two things. Number one is to try your best to be near calm, menuchas anefshtika people as often as you can. And especially when you're feeling nervous or frazzled, you think of somebody who you can speak to in person or by telephone who is calm, that could help you. If you have a friend like that, Ashrecha, that's very helpful. And you notice when, after speaking to a person like that for a short period of time, you will it will have a benefit effect on you. Uh, in the enneagram, in the type uh, in the typing of the enneagram, there's a type nine it has its own chesrainos, uh, like every type does. But the type nine, in their ideal healthiest state, they are extremely calm and have menuchas nefesh and to be, people, or be around people around them is really, truly wonderful. And, again, also, just like you could help yourself by being near such people, you can learn from them, and then you have eschivas to learn from them, and also you owe it to others, not just to yourself, but to others to decrease your level of stress and upgrade your level of serenity. No one's blaming people for having stress. Everyone has stress. It's difficult. But when we learn to be, for example, a teacher that's calm, we'll have a calm effect on the students. If you are calmer as parents, you'll have a calmer effect on your children. If you have a calmer employer, you'll have a calming effect on your employees. Calming does not mean lazy, by the way. Calming means that they're calm enough that they can do their work with a clear mind. And being cheerfully with a simcha to have that menuchas nefesh, you can have a tremendous benefit and create a tremendous benefit on everyone you pass, everyone you greet in the workplace or wherever you are. And you also need to be aware when the negative uh, energy affects you negatively and you do your best to fight it. 
So in marriage, especially, Shalom Bayis, a husband and wife, they need to learn this to develop the Menuchas HaNefesh and a calmness. They can learn to be calm with one another. He brings an anecdote here, which is a fascinating anecdote, and it's important for all of you to know about this concept, that um, there used to be a person very confused about his emotional states, that through the day he experienced a roller coaster of ups and downs, even though he didn't have a specific problem, that when you're under a t- tremendous pressure about a specific stress you have, then you could pinpoint, oh, okay, I'm stressed because of this particular matzav. But, but with this person, through the day, experienced ups and downs and upheavals, and he couldn't figure out what, why, what's happening. And there were different theories about it. And here is the Nakuda that, in this anecdote, this person realized, which is very true, and some of you may relate to this. There are some people that, by nature, they're highly sensitive. They they have what we call HSP, highly sensitive persons. And this is not a fake, stupid, psychological DSM term that's just made out of the, you know, that people like just label everything for everything. No, this is a real thing. When there are people that are, by nature, highly sensitive to the emotional states of others, more than the norm, that when they're around calm people, they'll feel calmer and happy. When they're in the presence of nervous people, they'll feel that nervousness to higher degree than an average person. And this knowledge, by the way, can help a person greatly. If a person is struggling with Menuchas HaNefesh, and he knows he's working on it, and he knows and doesn't understand why they feel certain ways, there are indeed people that when they walk into a room, a workplace atmosphere or a family atmosphere where they sense there's a tension in the room and they feel that tension more than the average person they have a certain highly sensitive aspect to them and they don't understand why but that's what's happening and this is a whole sugya onto itself that Bezaz Hashem hopefully I'll give shiurim on people who are highly sensitive by nature how to handle it but in this context, it is important to learn to protect yourself and at least recognize what's going on. So, for example, is if you, you, you sense you're nervous and then you go into a workplace and people around you are tense and thus you're tense, at least you understand that that's what's happening. And then you work on tools, either times to walk away from it, times where you have private time, if you're fortunate enough to have your own office, to occasionally close the door and work like that. And there are other ways to um, avoid that stimuli that comes your way when you sense the nervous tension around you. Another thing that's important is, is there are people that by nature provoke other people, that irritate, frustrate, cause angry, and they enjoy arguing, arguing or they're more combative. And it's very important to try to fight that trend. And again, going back to the Enneagram, you have a type 8. A type 8, by nature, they're combative. A healthy 8 learns how to use their combative nature to fight for injustice, to fight against injustice. And they use their combative nature to fight Ra, to push away unhealthy things, to be a hero, a champion, and protector. And even an 8 can learn that on the most circumstances they don't have to combat, but they are harmonious. So the fact that we're going to talk about the Enneagram at a different time, but an eight has tremendous kaiches to themselves, 
and they have tremendous abilities. And this is one of the weak points, though, is that sometimes they can use their combative, combativeness and challenging ways in a negative way. And they just have to work on seeing that they don't do that. And with their friends and family and with the people they trust, they'll learn, like all other types, to communicate in a harmonious way and to learn this, to learn this. All of us need to learn this. And you need to mentally see yourself speaking in a harmonious, normal, healthy way with other people. And that helps greatly. Another thing in Eitzetayva, when a person is upset and irritated or is around people that are upset and irritated and you need to communicate, whether in the workplace or in other place, and he brings this to your side all the time, Rebzal Pliskin, is that before you speak, focus on the outcome you want. In other words, you resolve yourself before you even open your mouth that you will not say any needless words that could cause Khalila distress or be counterproductive. You're going to choose your words carefully and make a lot of effort to choose your words carefully. And making that effort can elevate you, can make you feel better, can make you more sharp, more focused, and more calm. And that's very, very important. He gives an anecdote of this one, I will say, because it's a very, very important anecdote. There was a manager at a large company who was at the verge of divorcing his wife. He and his wife used to bicker a lot and fight a lot. And he often said, I don't know how to talk to her, uh, you know, without arguing with her. And when he was asked, now, how do you treat difficult employees? Do you scream at them and threaten them and, fire, you know, or you threaten to fire them? And this employer says, of course not. I express appreciation. I navigate around uh, bumpy situations. I show respect to them. I keep my tone pleasant. And I only say what I think is beneficial. And even when I have to give, quote-unquote, muster discipline, I know how to do it in a way that could pick them up. So the response to him was, if you could speak that way to your employers, you could learn to speak that way with your wife as well. If you try to speak to your wife in the way more harmonious, in the way you speak to your employees and you have them, uh, you know, admire you and look up to you and do that. And he said, you know, something that makes sense. And he practiced that. He decided to change his mahalach with his own wife and not treat her like he treated her till now, but to treat her at the very least not worse than the respect that he had. And he was a good employer. He knew what he was doing. To the way he did, did it that way. And he started to practice that mode of communication in out in, in day in and day out, day in and day out. And after a while, got much easier and their marriage was saved. Their marriage healed. And that's very, very important. So again, just to um, summarize the sheer that you need to know, it's important, number one, to do your best to be around the presence of people who have Menucha Sanefesh, and I was Baruch Hashem Zaycha to see feel that when I went by to Rapam or the Mila, Wolfson, you you just feel that calmness, that Menuchas Anafesh. It may come also from Emuna, however you want to, you know, slice it. But the bottom line is, is the Etzemida of Menuchas Anafesh is definitely part of it, and that also is contagious. Don't think just fiery emotions are contagious. Calm Menuchas Anafesh emotions are also. Contagious. We also talked about highly sensitive people, which is a real sugya in and of itself, which requires and deserves a separate addressing issue. But in the meantime, 
what you need to know is that even a highly sensitive person can protect themselves and recognize where the stress is coming from when they realize that they're being affected by the emotional states of others and they learn the healthy boundaries to create those healthy walls to get them to be in a more calm state and despite the fact that there's stress around them. And it is important to learn how to communicate in a harmonious way, to begin your conversations with words of agreement, to think before you speak, to think of the outcome of what you want before you speak, and to be resolved not to say things that are needless, that could cause distress, that could cause harm, that could cause hurt. And sometimes, with your own wife in your own home, Shalom Bayes, if you know you have the skill to treat other people with respect and in a harmonious way, whether in the workplace or in shul or wherever it is, you could do the same at the very least with your own wife at home. And the same goes, obviously, both ways, husband to wife, wife to husband. Have a wonderful Shabbos.